Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. The Boston City Council yesterday held a hearing on police accountability and overtime reform. And probably the most surprising thing about it was that members from the Boston Police Department actually showed up to testify. I have not watched this hearing yet. I'm definitely going to try to. But a recap from the Boston Globe makes it seem like the majority of the conversation was around police overtime spending, with the police saying that they cannot guarantee anything. Now, focusing on police overtime is going to doom this effort to fail because the element of the police budget for overtime is allowed to go over that specific amount. You can set their overtime at $1. You could set it at $100 million, And they are under no obligation to follow it. We learned this last year, and I can't believe this is still where the conversation is. They were also pressed, it seems, on ongoing investigations, one onto Clifton McHale, who was caught on camera laughing about hitting protesters with his vehicle. Again, these are internal investigations, which they should not be. They also reveal that they are still doing an internal investigation into the Boston police officers involved at the storming of the Capitol building. January 6th. So I'm going to try to watch the hearing, but I can already feel myself getting frustrated by it. I heard Andrea Campbell and uh, Julia Mejia were good, though. The T's Fiscal and Management Control Board on Monday discussed the issue of fines for fare evasion. Basically, when people are too poor to afford paying for public transportation, jump the turnstile, hop on the bus, whatever. Currently, if you are caught skipping out on a $1.40 bus fare or a $2.70 subway fare, you're fined $100, then $200 for the second offense, $600 for third, and any offense after that. And the MBTA's board's awareness that fining poor people hundreds of times more than the fare is doesn't make sense. So what they want to do instead is fine them five to seven times what the fare is. What they want to set at is roughly $10. And so while it's good to see the fines heading in the opposite direction, the flawed and dumb logic of fining poor people more than they can already afford does not make sense. Not to mention when you take into account the salaries of the people that you hire to catch people who are evading fares. Get rid of not just the fines altogether, but get rid of the fares we should be moving towards free universal public transportation, not this watered-down nonsense. Continuing with the MBTA, the long-awaited red and orange line trains are going to remain out of service for a little longer after the most recent derailment in March. The $1 billion replacement of the decade-old cars that we have been using have had a number of glitches and problems. And it seems like when they were taken off the track, more were discovered. Quoting now from the Globe, The current issue stems from trouble with a component located between the undersides of the vehicles, known as the trucks, and their bodies, where passengers sit and stand. The Deputy General Manager, Jeff Gonville, said it's becoming more difficult for the truck frames to turn, which could present a challenge as trains go through curves. Now, I don't know if we can return the trains and get ones that work, 
on our tracks or how that was not considered. And I also do not know if this is an issue which has a solution. I'm assuming it does. But ultimately, right now, this is looking like a massive failure. Massachusetts churches, religious organizations, received upwards of $82 million in forgivable loans through the Federal Paycheck Protection Program during the COVID-19 relief. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Worcester, Fall River, and Springfield, along with the Archdiocese of Boston, collected over $20 million from the PPP loans. Normally, according to this article from Metro West Daily News, larger churches and dioceses do not normally qualify for this sort of government aid, since there is a 500-employee cap for businesses and organizations to qualify for the PPP loans. However, through lobbying done by the Catholic Church, they were able to convince the Trump administration to grant them an exemption. According to a legal scholar they asked, there is no conflict in providing religious institutions this funding, though that first jumped at me, why is our public dollars going to religious organizations? But religious organizations are social pillars within communities and do provide charitable aid for those little communities. So I am of a mixed mind about it, but something I wanted you all to know. Data has come in from Chelsea's experiment with UBI, which was at the time the nation's largest guaranteed income project that simply shifted its relief efforts and money to sending people directly the money without any strings attached. Local nonprofits gave nearly one in every eight households in Chelsea a debit card that had anywhere between two to four hundred dollars on it. And data now emerging found that roughly seventy-three percent of the money given went to grocery stores, markets, restaurants, food, which confirms what a lot of people have been saying, that if you give poor working class families money, they do not use it on gambling, drugs, and alcohol, like right-wing depictions present. They instead use it for essential services, like eating to survive, number again being over 73%. And actually, just under 0.4% came in at a liquor store or smoke shop, which I know I was definitely spending a lot more than 0.4% of my income on those two products. Now, one thing is that not a lot of money was spent for rent. However, that is probably because very few landlords accept credit cards. But ultimately, it has been stated by sociologists for a while now, giving people the money, not through means-tested programs, not through any restrictions, giving people the money is the best policy. But it cannot be used as justification for cutting social services and entitlements. And that's going to do it for today's episode. i got to figure out when I'm going to watch that police hearing. I might do it tonight when I go live at 9 p.m. on TikTok. But as always, take care. Have a great rest of your day.